Graphic Audio fans, this is Dwayne Beeman here with this week's Pick of the Week. My pick this week is Adam Rakuna's Windswept number 1, Windswept. Our story takes place on the planet Santee. Santee has a shipping port and the main commodity is sugarcane, which is used to make molasses and rum. We meet Padma Mehta, who is a union official. Padma needs to sign up 40 more people to complete her contract. She thinks she's hit the jackpot when she's informed about a group of almost 50 breaches who are fugitives from contracted slavery willing to jump ship. However, they turn out to be only five people who are definitely not what they seem. Padma's attempts to protect the people and sign them up leads to her unwilling involvement in a conspiracy to destroy the planet and wreck the universe-wide economy, which she and her allies must prevent at all costs. Can Padma and her new buddies accomplish this feat? You're gonna have to get the book to find out. Windswept is a debut novel of science fiction and fantasy writer Adam Rakunis. Windswept has garnered high praise from the sci-fi fantasy community and was nominated for the 2016 Philip K. Dick Award. So, major props for Adam on that achievement. The book was given in the capable hands of director Nanette Savard, who along with sound designer Casey Green, creates an entertaining graphic audio production. Nan gets help from the graphic audio bullpen, led by herself as Padma Mehta, and along with Jonathan Fourier, David Jordan, Alyssa Wilma, and Tia Shearer, among others. The premise is different, as you will discover once you begin to listen to it. Once you're sucked in, though, you'll find that it's another great graphic audio production, just like the others. So, run to the website and grab Windswept One today. Let's listen to a clip of Graphic Audio's production of Adam Rakunis's Windswept Number 1, Windswept. After picking our way through the obstacle course of AC units, catwalks, solar stills, and squats that dotted the rooftops, we were below the idling crane. We started to climb. It was an older model, thank God. McDonald Heavy had given up a few dozen newer cranes as part of a contract concession. They were roomier, more efficient, and prone to detaching from their tracks whenever the wind was more than a kilometer an hour. McDonald Heavy swore up and down they were looking into it. That had been eight years ago. The cab had just enough room for the three of us. Banks and Jilly crouched into the tiny storage space behind the single seat. <sighs> Easy peasy. I slipped my feet into the pedal baskets as I fired up the crane's power. Please buckle up your restraints. We can ride this sucker straight to Wash's office if we want. Right into it, even. Is that wise? Probably not, but it hasn't stopped me before. You might want to hang on to something. Is this going to be over soon? I'm not crazy about confined spaces. That why you didn't go frozen? Mostly. I gripped the joysticks as the crane's servos came to life. Don't worry, I'll be gentle. And then I stomped both pedals and the crane shot 50 meters straight up in 10 seconds. Oh god, 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 oh god! Don't you dare puke in here! A twist of the joystick and the crane caught onto a crossrail, its magnetized track zipping us away. The ground flew by as I guided the crane through the girder highway above Steelcase. This is a little fast! What, you're scared of speed too? Well, I am now! 
This equipment is not rated above 10 kilometers per hour. We shot a gap between two loaded cranes. Look, there's no way we're going to crash, and even if we did, these things are bulletproof. Something smacked into the cab's windshield. What the hell was that? Probably just a pilot gull. They're slow and stupid and... The windshield was a spider web of cracked cane plaques. A 16-centimeter construction spike stuck out of the middle of the hole. Are they also metal? I slowed the crane down, then leaned forward to get a closer look out the unbroken parts of the window. I didn't see any construction crews, and no route closures showed up on the crane's computer. Weird. Someone's going to get an earful for letting this slip. Guess I'll have one more thing to prod wash with. Four more spikes joined the first one, and flecks of cane glass peppered my face. Duck! I threw the crane in reverse. I ducked low to watch the rearview mirrors to make sure the track was clear. No one behind us. So I lowered us to the bottom of the trellis to look above for whatever had shot at us. Holy crap! Someone had shot at us! The crane traffic hummed along, carrying flats of molasses barrels and other cargo. I couldn't see anyone on the rooftops or anyone in the trellis. That wasn't another accident, was it? Someone actually shot at us. Shh! We need to stay calm. Another spike hit the roof. <laughs> Three more actually punctured it. Screw calm! Banks dived <laughs> over the seat and shoved the throttle ahead full. No! The crane lurched. Banks was tossed backwards. I saw another crane heading straight for us. I stomped on the pedals and we grabbed an upright and shot three levels up. I looked down at the clear pane glass floor and saw the crane following us. Someone in black leaned out its open window and aimed what looked like a high-compression construction driver at us. Oh, fuck! I pulled back on the stick, catching a rail and scooting away as the shooter's crane shot past. Jilly climbed <laughs> over the back seat to look through the other windows. We'll clear on the other sides, boss. Sorry about that. Just stay still. We need to get to Wash and away from whoever's shooting at us. You sure it's not your buddy? Wash and I may have had some differences, but not enough for him to try to kill me. Besides, he wouldn't shoot at his own cranes. Well, that's comforting. Three uprights ahead, another crane slipped down to our level and picked up speed. We swung onto a junction circle and looped around to an empty rail. No one was above or below us. This line ran away from the middle of Steelcase and Wash's office. We're being herded. And shot at. They don't want us to get to Wash. I spun us around a junction. Oh, shit! That's because they know I'll talk him out of dealing with Saurian. The guy in the white suit? What's his deal? I'll tell you later. I leaned on the throttle for all it's worth. After we kicked the crap out of him! The back of the cab rattled from a few dozen spike shots. A quick glance in the mirror showed both trains were right behind us, and a third hovering along for added flavor. The mirror then shattered in another flurry of spikes, a tiny shard hanging on. Hey! We're not gonna take this shit, are we, boss? We're not exactly armed. Are you, Banks? I hate guns. What about the crane? Can't we swing it at him? I'm sending you back to school to learn physics just so you can see how dumb that is. School's for losers! Jilly reached over before I could slap her hand away and hit the emergency release button on the console. When I did my brief bit of training as a crane operator, we learned two things. Be careful with the cargo, but don't kill yourself for the cargo. The emergency release was for those rare moments when you were faced with the latter. Maybe the maglev was failing, maybe the winds were too high, maybe a whole horde of palm crabs were clawing up the line to tear your face off. You would press the button and dump the line. Thing was, we never practiced dumping. It was too much of a pain to reel the line back in, and it happened so rarely that the instructors just pointed at the button and said not to touch that unless we had to. So I really had no idea what would happen after Jilly hit the button. 
I felt the line spin away underneath us, the reel vibrating through the cab floor. The length readout spun up until the numbers stopped at 250. The crane's jaw bucket clattered along the rail behind us. Oh, those bastards! What? I pointed to a line of green lights. The release didn't drop the line, it just turned off the brake! We're dragging the crane! Well, well can't you just, I, I don't know, claw at them? What?! I guess I saw the same movies as Jilly. If we get out of this alive, I am going to set the both of you down and teach you about how things work in the real world. You can't control a loose bucket if it's flapping away in the breeze. Hell, you can't hope to do anything with it unless all you wanted to do was tear up the track. The lights went on in my head and my hands moved before Jillian Banks could say anything. This is gonna get bumpy! The whole crane bounced as the bucket sucked itself toward the rail. I jerked forward in my restraints. Banks and Jilly tumbled against the back of my seat as the closed jaws scraped along the rail. I wondered how much damage this was doing and how much of it was going to come out of my hide. Leaving the tuck-tuck behind was one thing, but tearing up another ward's livelihood? That would start street fights and legislation. In our leftover bit of mirror, I could see our three pursuers still behind us, but moving a lot slower. The bucket's jaws had knocked enough of the rail's magnets out of alignment to slow them down to a crawl. Looks like our movies were pretty good after all. Spike started hitting the roof again. <laughs> then a spike punched through the ceiling, its shaft stopping a few millimeters from Banks's cheek. Overhead, a crane zipped past us. The shooter leaned out the window. Ah, your movies suck! Just a little. I opened the jaws and killed the magnet, and we shot forward. Not fast enough. The overhead crane was already slipping down the upright and onto our rail. We had no way out. Ramming them wouldn't do a damn thing, and we couldn't escape up or backward or... I looked through the cane plast panels in the floor and saw no one below. Oh, you wouldn't. Fuck you, I would, and I just stood on the pedals and pushed down on both joysticks. The crane let go of the overhead rail and we arced away into space. We sailed in open air until the verts caught hold of the last upright. We shook as the magnet's grip fought our momentum, the crane spinning around its Z-axis for a few sickening moments. The crane came to a halt. I kept still for a moment, my hands still on the controls. I looked behind me. Banks and Jilly stared back with giant eyes, both of them frozen and gripping whatever handholds they could. <sighs> Looks like we stuck the... The crane lurched to starboard, the cabin shuddering as we wrenched loose from the verse. We fell, the whole of steel case tilted 90 degrees and getting bigger faster. The entire cabin filled with smoke. I just had time to think we'd caught fire when I smelled vanilla and realized, no, we were safe, but I was still screwed. We sunk to the ground as the crash foam, really just repurposed riot foam, hardened and soaked up our kinetic energy, blocking out the sunlight. We came to a slow and steady halt. Your operator code has been revoked. If you enjoyed listening to the clip of Windswept 1, you can purchase this title right here on our website, www.graphicaudio.net. The book is available in audio CD format and in all download formats, MP3, M4B, and FLAC. Plus, you can listen to your downloads anytime, anywhere with our free Graphic Audio Access app, available for Apple and Android devices. Be back soon as I'll have another pick of the week for you. Until then, peace.